0: The first season of the Peel.News has come to an end. Did you know that here at the Peel.News, we have peeled the history behind 42 news developments in 2021? And we've done it with your generous support. Hey there, newspeelers. Today is December 17, 2021, and this is Adele, the host of the PL.News podcast. It is only eight days before Christmas. Regardless of your family traditions or religious affiliations, you're probably frantically shopping, preparing for vacation, or rushing to meet those end-of-the-year work deadlines. And some of you are grudgingly getting ready for your in-law's long visit good luck with that one. Since you're all very busy, we'll keep it short. So grab a cup of eggnog and let's get into it. In this end of the season episode, I want to take a moment and thank our audience you the news peelers, for supporting my podcast program over the course of the past 42 episodes our audience has grown our newsletter subscription has increased and more and more of you are financially supporting our program through your small monthly contributions i'm very grateful for your support which helps us develop and distribute this podcast so thank you This year, we had the honor of talking with distinguished professors and critically acclaimed authors about many topics, such as pandemics. One episode was on the history of vaccines and another on the history of the Spanish flu. In several episodes, we discussed the U.S. economy, such as the supply chain crisis and its causes. In response to calls to suspend COVID patent licenses, we had an episode on the history of America's patent system and its positive impact on our economy. And as we hear calls from the left to tax the rich, we produce an episode on how and why it is that us Americans even pay income taxes. We've covered social issues, for example, as former Governor Cuomo was leaving his office, we had an episode about the movement against sexual harassment and we produce other episodes to shed light on defunding the police and separately on immigration and on crime and on racial discrimination. We delve deep into Afghanistan's history with four special episodes and ask questions like who are Afghans? Who are the Taliban? How are America's war strategies different in Afghanistan than in Vietnam and what lessons Can we learn from our treatment of Vietnamese refugees for our reception and treatment of Afghan refugees. We also learn about other countries that were featured in America's news media with episodes about the economic calamity in Lebanon, the crisis in Haiti, and the protests in Cuba and the clampdown on democracy in Hong Kong. Also, there were episodes about China's changing population policies, and Ethiopia's civil war, Ayatollahs in Iran, and much more. For your convenience, we have organized these episodes into series, such as our series on the environment, which became popular after the COP26 conference in Glasgow, or our series on science, including a popular episode on UFOs. American Traditions is another example of our series. It includes a favorite episode on the real history of our Thanksgiving tradition. Did you know that the pilgrims ate eel for that first Thanksgiving? Links to these series are available right on our homepage, www.thepeel.news. We have planned exciting and engaging episodes for our second season, which starts on Friday, January 7th. We will be speaking with professors about several crises that are simmering in the background. For example, we'll discuss China's real estate crisis. We'll talk about the opioid crisis, the death toll of which sadly reached a record this year. We'll also discuss America's real estate bubbles, including the one we're experiencing right now. Just check out home prices and America's heavy student debt burden. By the way, you can get the highlights of each episode in your inbox. Sign up for it for free on our website at if you have any comments, please email me at perspectives at the peel.news or you can just click the email icon in the lower right corner of our website and contact us that way. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. I'll talk to you on January 7th. Until then, here are some highlights from Season 1. hope you are enjoying this podcast. And if you are, then why not treat us to a cup of coffee? That's right. For the price of a cup of coffee, you too can become a monthly supporter of the Peel.News podcast. And it's easy. Just click the support link in the detailed caption of this episode. And while you're there, check out the information about our guests and attributions to our theme
1: music. And thank you.
0: You know, and the, the, the legitimacy of Fidel is not his charisma. I mean, could you guys give me a break with that? You know,
2: it's, it's not. Oh, well, wow.
0: it's the fact that he had nothing to make up. You know, people had lived and breathed, you know, the struggle of Cuba for freedom and very heartily were convinced that it wasn't the American people. It was the United States government and its alliance with U.S. companies that was preventing Cuba from being what it could have been. Um, so people are so committed to that, that in the end, I think the majority of Cubans, perhaps not the middle class, but the majority, or, or the upper class, clearly, but the, the majority of Cubans um, were very
2: committed to radical change, even if that meant, they did not even know what it meant, but you know, with the embrace of communism. So and to get back to the restrictions, you didn't need the restrictions. Fear was keeping people whole. There was also very little push unless you actually owned a saloon, You know, there's essentially no pushback against the restrictions. There was much greater level of fear than has been the case at any time in this pandemic with the possible exception of initially in New York City. There's
3: been if there's been a mistake in the coverage uh, during COVID of what happened in 1918,
2: then we, you know, after after 68, 69, clearly we've lost our political will to continue this. And 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 that's when when I told you earlier, we make the choice to uh, we we decide, okay now we're going to manage how we lose this.
1: Which is interesting. So
2: so the strategy changes. How do we get out? And how do we keep a South Vietnam, Vietnam intact while getting out? So 70% of people who experience sexual harassment never report it. And 70%. Reason, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Most people don't report it because they know they'll get retaliated. 70%? Against. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very high because, um, you know, You're a subordinate employee in the workplace. You need your job. You don't want to make waves. Often the people harassing you have more power, or if they're peers, there may be multiple of them, and you're hesitant to make waves. You want to just try to get along. Um, And often what women historically did, and still today do, they'll just leave a job. Okay. And actually there are letters between De Saline Mm -hmm. uh, that is, I mean, he sent letters to uh, Thomas Jefferson saying that, Haiti had established its independence, it was not going to export it to the southern parts of the United States, and it was not going to support, I mean, uh, spread it throughout the Caribbean. That he shouldn't be afraid of that, and that he wanted good relations with Jefferson. Jefferson never answered that.
0: Jefferson, the guy that wrote it. our Declaration of Independence, yeah, he it. ignored <laughs> it, and
2: and it was a pioneer nation on its own. Oh, so interesting! You know, the, the thing is that uh, the southern uh, uh, white slave uh,
3: owners were terrified about the Haitian re- Revolution. And why am I saying depends on the government? Because without government intervention, my guess is sometimes middle of next year. We start seeing equilibrium at a higher price. Prices will be higher. Equilibrium start uh, getting big. With one proviso, if we will have the Bernie Sanders, you know, five, six, whatever you want, trillion dollars come the economy, yeah, yeah. all bets are off. Because demand will be even higher. And But supply cannot grow like this. Supply has to do with capacity of factory, capacity of ship. It's, it's physics. It cannot grow.
2: There are only 50 English colonists at Plymouth. Um, so, you know, when the Wampanoags first show up, they're startled. <laughs> they're all men, the Wampanoags who show up and they're yeah. armed. Um, so, you know, as far as the English could tell right away, they're, they're there to get massacred. <laughs> I mean, they're arriving <laughs> to, to massacre them. Um, turns out not to have been the case. Um, most of the foods that we associate with that feast would not have been there. Um, they di- they mo- did. They almost have turkey. Had- they almost certainly had turkey, even though the only two accounts of the feast say they had fowl, uh, with a W, <laughs> and so that certainly means ducks and geese. But an earlier entry in the in the journal of William Bradford, uh, oh. the, the governor of Plymouth, says that the colony had bagged a lot of turkeys earlier that season. So there's almost certainly turkey, but most of the rest of the the meal would have consisted of shellfish. Fish, including eels. Um, Eels. Eels. We're not talking sushi. We're talking eels, eels. We're talking eels, eels, um, of which there were many around
1: Plymouth. It was a totally different mindset that the arrival, for instance, in 1955 of the sulk polio vaccine which was the first polio vaccine approved in this country which was the great public health victory of the day i mean parents were rushing their kids to schools to line them up to get them vaccinated in their tens of millions and oh, wow it was like welcomed with open arms so, so yes no
0: no po- polarized politics there
1: no no nothing nothing compared to what we're seeing today and there's a lot of controversy um, in Lebanon about the mixture. In other words, about the actual demographics of the population. So, Controversy only, now still well, exists? Well, from then, from then all the way until today. So there's only ever been – the last census taken in Lebanon was, if I'm not mistaken, in 1932, which is extraordinary when you think about it, the last official wow. census.
3: Wow. If you go back to the pre-Darwinian days and uh, – In the 1700s, people who weren't even thinking about descent from the apes and were really caught up in understanding the Bible, but also reconciling it with new scientific discoveries. One of the things that they were stuck on was the fact that the Bible says we're all descended from Adam and Eve. Okay, we're all descended from Adam and Eve. Now, let's say for the sake of argument, Adam and Eve were black. Well, if Adam and Eve were black, then where did white people come from?
0: Exactly. Or if they were white, where did black people come from?
1: Exactly.
3: Exactly.
0: What is our climate law?
1: We don't have one. We are the only Western democracy that does not have a climate change law. That is to say, perhaps the gravest existential threat to the ongoing human civilization, the United States does not have a law that directly addresses that. Haitian women are uh, said to be
2: potomita. Uh, which
1: is what, is that, a, what does that
2: mean? It was a term, uh,
1: the derived from uh, traditional ancestor worship, voodoo. Uh, I, I like to call it traditional ancestor worship because people have immediate stereotypic
0: understandings when you hear the word voodoo. It's voodoo. Um, so uh, it's voodoo. It's not voodoo. It's voodoo. Right. Is that what you're saying? Okay.
1: Right. And the word voodoo became a um, uh, a boogeyman to scare people during the U.S. occupation during Jim Crow. Prior to the uh, revolution in Iran, um, you know, very few people thought that um, uh, you know Islam would be a uh, sort of a meaningful ideological uh, force on the on the world stage. Uh, you know, this is a world in which people still thought the primary ideological conflict was between Western style capitalism and and uh, Soviet style communism. Um, and um, you know, with the Iranian revolution, we have really a, a new ideological force, one that is. Um, anti-American, uh, anti-Western imperialism certainly, uh, but that in the end turned out to be very um, hostile towards um, Iranian communists um, in particular. And so you know, in that regard, certainly it was, a, it was a major event. And the fact that it took place in a uh, Shia majority country and created a, um, uh, a polity with very specific Shia features um, had major impacts on the ways that uh, Sunni Islamists around the world thought about their project and, and tried to formulate a response.
3: The growth of federal money being given to local police departments came from mostly Democratic administrations, especially the Johnson administration, uh, doing so in the name of civil rights. And so, uh, for example, um, President Johnson started the war on poverty and initially money was going um to uh, community health centers, uh, to uh, non-policing methods of trying to support and keep neighborhoods with concentrated poverty uh, safe, secure, healthy, uh, uh, out of poverty. And within just a few years, um, the policy shifted so that that money went to police departments instead.
1: There's an issue in Utah now where the Great Salt Lake is drying up in part because people are intercepting the fresh water that should That's flow right, into yeah. the Great Salt Lake, and if if that bottom dries up, it's a human health hazard. Uh, the dust is a problem in and of itself, and it's got a lot of toxic things in that bottom. So, uh, so yeah, the, there are issues for the environment. Uh, sort of looked at all of the studies that have been done on this question: right,
3: do immigrants commit more crimes? Which is often the framing for questions about um, immigration policy, and she reveals that kind of the data is is quite consistent um, that you know however you slice it uh, immigrants commit crimes at lower rates than other native-born counties.
0: It's so consistent, how come we never hear about
3: it? Well, (laughs)
1: I'm
0: telling you it was a tiny little (laughs) note in the Wall Street Journal. It was not a headline. I may have just missed it had I not looked closely enough.
2: It was Iranian kings in the 16th century in 1501 who uh,
0: made Iran Shia. And, what and do you they, mean made Iran Shia? Them. Iran wasn't Shia before that? No, Iran was the, actually, the, the Iran was Sunni, predominantly Sunni, although there were pockets of Shiaism here and there, but yeah. it was a predominantly Sunni. It was actually seat of Sunni learning. A lot of the great scholars of Sunni theology and law were, were Iranian then. But then Iran became, in fact, the clerics were imported into Iran from Lebanon, from other parts of, uh, uh, of of the Persian Gulf, where they lived in small communities, they came to Iran. Yeah. Or, or and resist- uh, yeah.
3: I mean, definitely, there is a lot of resistance and pushback. Why? And, 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 and I should emphasize the strange thing is that one of the strongest uh, voices against discussing this um, is are people in, engaged in SETI in the search for extraterrestrial? If you look, at people representing the SETI Institute are talking against I don't any know association the of these of these of these objects with uh, an extraterrestrial. And would you tell my, me what
0: the SETI is, please?
3: SETI is, the, um, uh, is, uh, is abbreviation for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And uh, traditionally, <laughs> and they're the ones who are resisting this research, this discussion. Yes. Uh,
1: and then from there, it isn't widely celebrated for political reasons, because it, it, the, the July 4 becomes politicized between Federalists, which is the party of Washington and Adams, and these new Republicans or Democratic Republicans, we call them, of Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. And we really don't see July 4 celebrations picking up in earnest across the new nation until after 1812 and that war, and in the burst of patriotism, uh, brought by this war, we then begin to see July Fourth celebrations commonly celebrated in a way as a kind of patriotic display uh, after that war.
0: How did the British come to obtain Hong Kong? And I appreciate say so the word "obtain" is not the right word for it, but conquer, whatever that is.
1: Yeah, well, it's a it's is a complicated process. So. Um, there was a war that was fought between um, the British and the Qing, the Qing, um, the Qing rulers of China. The Qing rulers of China in was a Manchu family that took control of um, the realm in 1644. Um, I am enough of a historian to want to get the. The dates in there. <laughs> the, the thing What's Man- history without dates, right? <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time saying it's not just about dates, but you do need to have some of the. Sometimes
0: they're directions. They help. So you have a group of people that are meeting secretly to create uh, an institutional system for dealing with the nation's finances. And this is sold. So this powerful institution is sold with the political... Sort of uh, under the political uh, platform of banks are too powerful, then <laughs> you create a. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: yes. I mean, you know, Frank Frank, Frank Vanderlip, the head of uh, of of, C- of National City, who one of the people who was on this island, complains to Wilson because his Wilson, his rhetoric during the campaign is getting so is so anti bank and and so progressive and everything, and, and Wilson just says to him flat out it doesn't matter what I say. I first have to get elected. You know, it's, it's, it's the most honest <laughs> comment about political dishonesty that,
3: that one can think of. So,
2: but let me get back to your question about humanitarian aspects. Um, there's always a consideration in patent law, uh, both internationally and, and and nationally about what to do when you have a, when you have an emergency, a health emergency, for example. What do like you do? A if pandemic. You, a pandemic. pandemic yeah. What do you do when you have Uh, somebody who's got a patent, let's say you have somebody who has a patent on the life-saving drug. And if you have a patent, you have a right to prevent anybody else from practicing. it. And let's say the person who has that patent on a life-saving drug, which everybody needs, stands up and says, you know, I'm just angry at the world today. I'm not going to let anybody else make this drug, and I'm not going to make any of it myself. (laughs) That is a legal concept. And for for
0: how long were these things deposited in there?
2: There's almost about 900 years of this material. Oh my gosh,
0: that's history! This is the richest history that we have about
2: daily life with Jews and Muslims. It's it's nicknamed the Second Dead Sea Scrolls. So it gives us a really unique view of of life in this particular in the Middle East. Now, they is it perfect? Again, no, it's not perfect, but what kind of jobs could Jews do? From the Cairo Guniza, we learned that there are something like 450 unique kinds of jobs Jews were involved in, in trade, in uh, selling trinkets, and whatever, the, all, law, whatever it happened to be. Physicians, You you compare that
0: to Europe, and in some places it's like that, and sometimes in places, but in, a, in most other cases, uh, European jewelry was cont- continuously restricted in what they could do.
2: Um, over 1 million end up
0: resettling in the United States. Um, 1 million? Over 1 million in the wow. 20 years after the war. Um, in terms of the the total numbers
3: of those leaving, um, we don't have precise figures because um, we'll never know how many died in
0: route, right? How many died at sea, how many died um, over land, right? Um, But best guess estimates are are quite, quite large. So um, those 1 million Vietnamese who come eventually to resettle in the United States, some leave Vietnam. And this is what I talk about in my book, some leave Vietnam first by
3: boat. Uh, not needing a whole bunch of money to operate, you know. In the 1830s, rather famously, the federal government pays off the national debt, right? You believe that? Uh, which you know, people today, right, would, would... yeah. I, I just want to
0: emphasize for the listeners, or have you emphasized? We're not talking about the annual deficit. Deficit. We're talking about the debt. As in, America owed nothing to nobody in right. the. I think it was 1835, right?
3: Yeah. You know, That's it's wild. very brief, right? Yeah. It's not like it's going to be out for years here, but it is, it, it's a consequential moment, right? It is. Um, and it, it runs counter a little bit to just a brief aside here, just it runs counter to uh, other nations in Europe, right? So European nations um, expect there to be a national debt. And, and a lot of this is obviously coming out of the Napoleonic Wars, and it's just, yes. it's a reality to them. And they look at the U.S. and they say, the U.S. has a culture that they don't want a national debt. And this is an example of it. Where right? is that culture um, today? <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's a far cry from from where things go. But
2: And they would come nonstop every night, just come to visit you in your apartment and to persuade her eventually to have abortion. And uh, that abortion sometimes occurred very late, so uh, there were a lot of tragedies. Um, they term abortion. We're talking about third trimester, even. Uh, they really need to make past sure. six months. So that that's a really. I'm I'm going to start this off, but then I'll hand it off off to Sam. You said that's a really me? terrible
0: question. To How dare you ask that?
2: <laughs> that is so obvious. <laughs> Everyone knows the answer to that. It's it's a really great question, and. Um, you know, our founding fathers were just amazing people with tremendous foresight. And one of those gentlemen, Alexander Hamilton, uh, recognized that we were a new nation, recognized that we needed to become more industrialized, that we needed to become more uh, advanced in our technology. And um, Sam, you want to explain sort well, of I, what, what I, he did? I, well, I want to I want to. You're, I want you're to not bro- going
0: to do the Hamilton show
2: here. No, I you? want to take people. And so, you know, the job of historians like me is to do our best to keep society honest in the way it uses history.
0: The opinions and statements of our guests are their own. We neither agree nor disagree with them. We're only interested in the perspective they provide through history. At the Peel.news, we're honored that our guests share their expertise with us, most of which are based on years of scholarship and research. And we provide links to their projects and publications for your benefit, to review them if you wish. Otherwise, we're not affiliated with our guests. We just think they teach us pretty cool history, the history behind our news. Also, unless we explicitly inform you we're not affiliated with any institutions including Amazon for which book links are shared here from time to time for your convenience. Finally, as a reminder, we don't do news here at the peel.news. We peel the news for the history behind it. And our mission is not to provide a complete account and analysis of the past, rather is to highlight some issues and incidents in our history that may poke and prod your discerning minds into seeking some perspective for our current events. And if you disagree with our take on history, well then, it means we've succeeded in getting you to think about the history behind news. And of course, share your thoughts with me by leaving comments about this episode on our Instagram page at the thepl.news. I love to hear from you, I love to learn from you. Until next time, this is Adele with Appeal.News.